0: Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast.
1: In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back, and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The Trifecta has the Red Sox on top nine to nothing.
0: Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
1: I'm kind of a big deal.
0: Here's Danny and Will. whatever you gave me on the last podcast sickness wise i'm feeling now i don't know what it was i was going through your household brooksy but i got it you can hear it in my voice i know you can hear it
1: we have been sick in our house We're, we're like light at the end of the tunnel we're feeling better now but it's like a month so buckle up it's just like you're only like actually feel like sick for a few days but it's like a month of just like the Junk in your face, and like a little bit of a cough, and like That's hacking real. up, like hacking up lung cheese. It's freaking gross. Yeah. Um, happy New so Year. Yeah. Bu- right. Buckle in. I don't know what it is. Can I
0: say that Happy New Year it's January six, episode seventy. The way well, we Day haven't
1: been on this year, so yeah. Yeah.
0: Can I say that? How how late is too late to say Happy? It's, New
1: year? it's too late, but for podcast where we haven't been on since because we've had our all holiday stuff going on and family and So Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Yeah. I was just telling Brooksy before we jumped on, we had my nephew in town, twelve-year-old Titan Vietti, Shout out, Titan. We had him here for his the His name's Titan. Titan, sweet name, right? He better be a badass. We went to the. You cages, can't, you some can't just be in.
1: like a, a podcaster and your name be oh, Titan.
0: So let's just say he's going to be making his MLB debut in about ten years. MLB?
1: He needs to be like yeah. an MMA fighter.
0: <laughs> okay. No, he's he. He gets into his fair share of MMA.
1: Is he a, is he a baller? Does he play ball?
0: Yeah, he can play ball. Uh, we're trying to get him to get him into some more leagues and and stuff like cool. that. Uh, he said he said some uh, home things happen, but he can play. A dude a dude can play, no doubt. Cool. So, um, but point being is because I had this twelve year old <laughs> kid, I need to test out some new vernacular that I learned. So if I say cap on the show like Brooksy, you're capping.
1: The thing is, is that's not new.
0: That's not new. Okay, how about it's new Riz. to you. It's new to you. Have you ever heard of Riz? What was that? Riz. R-I-Z-Z. Can
1: you use it in a sentence?
0: It's tough. It's more so like you just say Riz, but
1: uh, uh, Okay. Um,
0: this this kid, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but this is it kid a verb it's more like an adjective. It's basically okay. describing somebody who can pull. With the women. He's a Riz. He's got game. He's Is Riz. this
1: after Anthony Rizzo?
0: Maybe. I I don't know if Anthony would claim that, but he should.
1: Bring him on the show and ask him.
0: <laughs> Already getting hey, out the rails. It's been like five minutes. We actually do have. I have
1: actually never heard that. Can you hear my children screaming? Like, I think they're sword fighting at some point. <laughs> with actual. It stopped. If you didn't hear it a minute ago, you won't hear it. Because it was oh, loud.
0: Man. You know what's great parenting? Ignoring your children and just doing a baseball podcast regardless. Yeah,
1: that's true. All right, that's let's true. talk about baseball.
0: I'm taking notes. Yeah, we actually do have a real episode for you guys today. <laughs> um, not a lot going on, but Rafi Devers extension. Trevor yeah. Bauer, his situation in Los Angeles has been decided. That's as of this hour. Yeah. Um, some shakeup in Los Angeles in the Bauer administration. Um, I'm missing a headline. That was my third one.
1: What are you missing?
0: Rafi extension. I mean, Correa, Carlos Correa situation. Thank you. Yeah. So Carlos Correa, apparently, his situation with the New York Mets is one might even say imploding.
1: So the th- people, a lot of people think it's his leg because he had the leg issue. I still think it's his back, dude. <clears throat> if you're if you're looking at a long term. In your late 30s, early 40s, I'd be worried about his back more than his leg, right? Like that's something if he has disc issues and eventually that turns to an arthritic situation in your back when when you're lacking cartilage and the padding in between your spine, like as you get older, like I have that issue. I'm 34 and I have back issues still from an injury I had. So I don't know if it's something with his back. I literally, that's, there's no insight. I haven't talked to him about it. Like. I don't pry with players when it comes to stuff like that. I'm not a reporter. That's not my job. Um his contract is going to look much different. <clears throat> and I floated this out to some uh Abe, friend of the show. I said, "Man, what do you think about like what if the what if the Sox offered him like 3 years, 120, like 40 per, but like strap him down for his like lock him in for his prime, right? Because mm-hmm. what is he? 28. 29, 30, 31, like get those years, like really the best years remaining in of his in his baseball life uh, as far as baseball years go. I mean, 40 per is still great, but if you're not going to be able to sign a 10-year deal, I know he's still going to try to find a way to sign a six, seven-year deal, but why not float that out there and just see what happens? Because I feel like he wants to stay with the Mets. That's why we haven't really heard anything else. He hasn't backed out like he did uh, with the Giants.
0: So... The thing is, if the Mets are hesitant to to, to hand out some money, th- that's yeah, but an issue.
1: But I guarantee they could go high AAV. Stevie Cohen at this point, like, do whatever you want. Like, yeah. you're already in the highest threshold. You're not going to be taxed. I mean, you're obviously you'll you'll be paying more because you'll be further above it. But at this point, I don't think he gives a shit. So.
0: Well, he clearly does. They don't want to give him that 325, what they originally I don't
1: think were. he's worried about the money. He's worried about the years and, like, being yeah. stuck to a guy if he's if he can't get out of bed when he's 37 and he has four years left on his contract. I think that's more the issue. Money is not an issue with Steve Cohen. Yeah. So it, it's more being uh, contractually uh, connected to a guy if he's not going to be able to play. So, I, I don't know. A- I think we're going to see – a much smaller deal because there's clearly people worried about the backside of that. You're worried about the backside of those contracts, even if they're perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. Like we're everyone's worried about Xander Bogarts, uh, even Trey Turner. Like these right. guys, you're still going to eat the last three years of that. They're not going to be the same player. Once they're 37, 38 years old, father time is undefeated, bro. Undefeated. We know that. So, but to in order to, and we talked about this over and over again to, to lock in elite talent, and secure their primes. In this game, you must overpay them and p- extend them further than you need to and further than you know they're going to be productive just to secure them for the the best years of their career. Now, if if you get a guy who's not going to be serviceable the last 4 years, that's when you're running into the issue and I think that's what we're seeing with with
0: Korea. It's kind of a good encapsulation and in- a good symbol for who Steve Cohen is, though, because a lot of people think Steve Cohen is spending money mindlessly. There's no strategy to it. There's no logic. No, he's spending money, and there's strategy behind it. He just doesn't care about how much money he makes.
1: He's just not – He's not. once he finds something he likes, he's not afraid to pull the trigger because of right. the money.
0: But he's not just get handing out money to guys he finds no, on the street. No, on look at the guys he's signing. Like,
1: these are legit players. Right. Justin Verlander won a Cy Young. Yeah, he's older, It's calculated. But, his, but his elbow is only a year and a half old, two years old.
0: <laughs> it's calculated is my point. Like he's not just handing out money. <clears> well, this it. is where analytics come into play for, for teams
1: nowadays. It's like, there's not much of a guess anymore. Yeah. Like you're really able to project the, the, the ceiling and the floor for these players. And if the floor isn't too low, you go for it. It seems to be pretty good at projecting these guys.
0: So the latest from John Hammond is that and this is of course all part of the strategy from the Boris group and right. you know Correa's camp is that Boris is now talking to at least one other team this was a week and a half two weeks after the Mets reportedly had agreed
1: I don't I don't not believe that
0: I believe it 100% if, if nothing else that's what I'm saying leverage. like
1: I the don't twins, not I think the I twins don't twins are not believe it. Like, think about that for a while. I don't not believe it. Like
0: <laughs> I, I think the twins are back in I think they're potentially a good I lane. I think the
1: twins break. are in. I think the Cubs are in. I think Sox. I think the Sox could be in if it's a three year, four year deal. But that, that, that is zero insight on my part, other than if you can keep Trevor's story at second base, because if you move him to short, you don't have a second baseman. Yeah. So I don't
0: know. I don't know. According to Heyman, too, the, the Mets are citing the Correa lower leg ankle injury. That is supposedly what is still holding it up. To your point, I think it's a combination of lower See, leg. See
1: what injury what process. possibly could that? So what? this
0: injury happened seven years ago. It was before he even hit. the But it was cr- a
1: broken leg, right?
0: Right, and then he had surgery on it. I don't know if the I don't know the details up. on on the injury, so right. I can't. They're if not if the ankle that.
1: joint is in, included, which I can understand a little bit with my injury, I don't know the details on, on, the, on the break and on the injury.
0: I have a question for you, and and maybe this is naively speaking. Why don't you just make the same deal, but make it all incentive-based? Or does Correa not want to sign that type of contract?
1: Players want guaranteed money. They do. Players want guaranteed money. They don't want to have a shit year and make half as much money as they could have made. That's And plus, in my opinion... It doesn't help the player in that situation. Like a, a contract year, a guy going into free agency, yeah, they play better because they're going into it. I feel like in that situation you it's almost more pressure on the player and it becomes more about money and less about winning. So, in my think, opinion, so like, no, I don't think that's do you,
0: good. Do you think San Francisco's back in, in the fold? Did you imagine? I don't. Did you imagine they originally offered? After them-
1: that, I feel like they're like, F off, dude. Yeah.
0: Well, they ended up signing uh, Michael Conforto, who is also a Boris guy. So
1: every player is with Boris. It feels like at this point. It's true. At what point is Boris just going to own the MLB?
0: Him and uh, Stevie Cohen. I mean, the basically- question, that, the question that everybody is asking is, who do you think he'll end up with? If it, you know, I, you I can think say, he I ends know. up.
1: I think he still ends up with the Mets. Yeah. I think I think Correa is a winner and he wants to win. Obviously he wants to get paid. Um, uh, but I think winning is important to him. And that team's put together to win right now. So I think it's the Mets. Let's move on.
0: <clears throat> Your reaction to Rafi Devers signing the three hundred plus million dollar extension with Boston.
1: Love it. There's a couple different angles here. Um the fan base has not been in a good place after letting Xander walk. Not getting that deal done last spring, not getting it done during the season, not getting it done this offseason. Once it didn't happen during the season last year, it wasn't ever going to happen because they were going to have to overpay, and that's not what this group does anymore. I think Rafi Devers the Rafi Devers signing was a way to kind of pull back some fans it's like, all right, like we're still, we want to keep our guys, you know, we're not letting everybody go because otherwise that was going to be a distraction all year long, especially if they're not winning. And right now it doesn't look like they're going to be winning a lot in my opinion. Um, I think they can. <clears throat> they're going to have to have some standout years from guys that we're not expecting to have big years. You're going to have to stay healthy uh, and they're going to have to pick up another arm or two in my opinion. I think they, I would love to see them re-sign Michael Waka, but I think a lot of teams view his year last year as an outlier year maybe. But I don't want to get off the tracks on the on the, the Dever stuff. I think he I expected him to sign for more, honestly. But if you put in if you if you look at okay so they they agreed to the one year 17 and a half like 3 days before that um to avoid arbitration. Um, so if you include the 17.5 for this season, it's essentially 12 years for 348. Mm-hmm. He's
0: making $82,000 a day the rest of his career. Is yeah. that good? A it's day. Pretty probably. close to my salary.
1: A day. <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. Um, I love the signing. I do think if you look at the 11 – 11 years 331 it's essentially 30 per um which by the time he gets later in that he's what 26 so it's going to put him at 38 at the end of it which isn't extremely old for a guy who's probably going to be a dh at by 35 yeah i don't know how well that body's going to age honestly i think he's he's gotten much better defensively he could end up moving to first later in his career i don't know if he will but that bat is why you have him He's gonna he's gonna produce. He he rakes.
0: You hit it right on the nose. What stuck out to me is the age. Yeah, we, the one of the bigger concerns with Aaron Judge was his age. At age thirty one. How long is that body gonna hold up? The ages when their contracts expire. And I looked at notable free agents from this past off season. So Verlander obviously is gonna be <laughs> forty two years old. Trey Turner is gonna be forty when his contract with Philly ends. Xander Bogarts forty when his contract ends with San Diego. Jacob DeGrom, 40. Aaron Judge, 39. Jose Abreu, 38. When Rafi Devers' his extension ends with Boston, keep in mind there is not a no trade clause. But whenever his extension does end, he will be 37 years of age. And he's mm-hmm. right up there with some of the best players in the league. He's going to be younger than all of those players. And I just, yeah. and I think his
1: bat's still going to
0: play at that point in his career.
1: As Were a you DA. surprised that
0: there was not a no trade clause?
1: Um, I
0: think Hein Bloom
1: is that true? Like I don't know if all that has come out yet because he hasn't signed yet. All, a sure. lot of details haven't come out yet because he's still pending a physical. True. Sure. Um, there's no opt outs. I know.
0: Shout there's out to no... guy Corey Fallon, by the way. He owns the baseball quotes Twitter. He put together this uh, video for the CBS Sports TikTok, and there have been three players for the Red Sox to assign a contract of 150 million dollars or more. All three of those guys went on to play and be traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. By the way, that does not include Mookie Betts, who was traded before his extension. That included uh, Adrian Gonzalez, David Price, uh, and Manny Ramirez. Those were the three guys that signed for $150 million with Boston and was traded to the Dodgers before that extension led up. So if history That's repeats cool. itself...
1: Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I'm not even going to entertain that
0: the dodgers are interesting that's actually a great segue so the dodgers declined keeping trevor bauer on their team so they're going to eat the 22 million dollars and they have released trevor bauer
1: not surprising even even though his uh he released a statement that said he thought that they wanted him
0: (laughs) yeah i want to read that you should I remember. found that very interesting.
1: That was interesting. Um, Not surprised here. I mean, there's a lot of people saying, oh, where's he going to land? I don't think anybody signs him. I think he ends up pitching like Korea or Japan. Or, yeah, probably Korea. I, I hate that because the arm talent's there, but this is 2022, man. And I don't know all the details. I know what the initial case look like but supposedly there's two other women and this and that and i think the unknown is what scares teams yeah i think the picture i know there's been a a a much higher percentage of women that watch the red sox the last few years uh which is great for the game growing the game um bringing women to the game because i know a lot of women within you know in my life and our, our friends and family that love baseball and i love seeing seeing that that's great um how does that look to your fan base does that push more fans away does that push those fans away um regardless of the details of the situation it just has a stigma around things like that and people tend to not look as much into the detail and just see the the outside the cover of the book maybe right. regardless of the, the, the details and uh i think that'd be a big issue within a lot of cities and organizations i know boston would probably be one of those um i would love the arm talent for seven hundred thousand dollars and just release them whenever you need if you wanted to or, tr- or you know or trade them for for prospects or uh,
0: it has nothing to i do just with
1: i just don't think it's worth the distraction boston could use his arm a lot of teams could use his arm they don't want the distraction
0: yeah
1: and there's a lot that comes with Trevor Bauer. It's not just what he has done uh in the last couple years with the legal issues. Like he brings a lot of stuff like his, his vlog and his drones and his videos. And he's walking around filming. Like people don't like that shit. I've talked to a lot of guys that do not enjoy that in the clubhouse. I don't know him personally. So this isn't a personal attack on Trevor Bauer. This is just, I know there's a lot of guys that don't enjoy that. Like that's your safe Haven that's your locker room. That's your space. And they don't like it being videoed and talked about all the time because that's supposed to be, like, secure and private.
0: Remember the video? It was Joe Buck. I believe it was the All-Star game. He walked into the clubhouse, and Jeter's sitting there. I think he might have been sitting there with, like, Ortiz. Maybe I don't don't know who was sitting by his side. But Jeter told Joe Buck, dude. You know
1: that was fake, right?
0: Fake or not. I loved it. He's like, hey, man, get out of
1: here. We got a game to play.
0: Yeah, we got a game to play. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was staged. Stage or not, I feel like I feel like it's fair to say that that would probably happen if Trevor Bauer walked in with his webcam sitting on his head. Like, dude, what are we doing? Come on, like this is a yeah. the clubhouse. There's a time and place for it. Yeah.
1: So I, like I said, I don't know all the details and all that. It's not my, not my thing to really get into it. But I would be very surprised if we see a team, a contending team, a big market team, sign him. As as much as his arm talent would help them, probably, I just don't know if uh, how what's else what's the saying? I don't know if the squeeze is worth the juice.
0: Juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah.
1: Juice, yeah. That.
0: I'm gonna read the <laughs> Dodgers statement first, and then I'm gonna read Bowers. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Let me paraphrase here a little bit, but the Dodgers official statement. This was what really stuck out to me. Is it says. Two extensive reviews of all the available evidence in this case, one by the commissioner and another by a neutral arbitrator, concluded that Mr. Bauer's actions warranted the longest ever active player suspension in our sport. Basically, they said for that reason, he will not longer be part of our organization. Trevor Bauer's statement, this is what stuck out to me, is he said he was disappointed by the decision, but he's looking forward to competing elsewhere. He said, following two weeks, of conversations around my return to the organization i sat down with dodgers leadership in arizona yesterday which would have been thursday who told me that they wanted me to return and pitch for the team this year so he claims that the dodgers leadership wanted him pitching this season as of yesterday and now they're saying no thanks i i don't know how much that's true i'm sure Bauer's trying to help his case and say look obviously the dodgers or an organization that wanted me to pitch for them but they opt, obviously opted not to but optics are are one thing and it, not to mention too like i think you hit it right on the nose by saying it's not just the sexual assault scandal or investigation it was what he does in the clubhouse Players probably don't love that. Even during his free agency process before he signed with the Dodgers, there were questions about things he had done in the past, too. Right, and he that's another reason
1: I think it. the Red Sox are out, definitely out on him. Obviously, he has gotten into the...
0: feuds with with women on on Twitter constantly. He's not afraid to speak <clears> out. One,
1: one of the – obviously the glaring reason uh, teams don't want him. Um, but the other stuff that I brought up, within the clubhouse and maybe not having the best relationship with his teammates. Kike Hernandez and Justin Turner now play for the Red Sox. Yeah. They're going to have, those are going to be the, those are the guys that are going to be the leader and the voice of that Red Sox clubhouse. Let's be honest. Those guys are our leaders. They're their best friends. They're going to bring that winning mentality and uh hard nose way of playing over to Boston. And if they ask him, Hey, what do you got on Bauer? I don't feel like they're going to be fans. Just my opinion. I could be totally wrong. That's just my feel because I, I I know how Justin plays. I know Kike pretty well. I know how he plays. And they're very similar in the way they're thinking of like, just win the day. Let's work hard. Let's just focus on baseball and winning, which you have to do in Boston and you have to do in LA. Um, so I don't think they would want the distraction. And I'm not even talking about the the, the legal cases. I'm talking about all the... Yep. extracurricular activity who is trevor bauer and he has built this empire this youtube guy uh, channel this tiktok instagram like he's done a great job building his brand obviously he's had issues tearing it down the last couple of years but as far as like people that follow him for the baseball aspect of things he's done a great job of building that i just don't think it's loved in the clubhouse just which, my of,
0: which of your teammates was really into the social media fad? uh did you have anyone it was a little bit before the real yeah
1: man before. not in boston because it was still kind of early yeah you know we had like twitters and stuff but instagram like i don't even know if i had an instagram instagram didn't get big till like like 2015 2016 as a when it really like started going
0: are you saying dustin Petroya wasn't taking mirror selfies he did not no surprising
1: yeah no i didn't really have any teammates that were big into that stuff So you think Trevor
0: Bauer is going to be, you think Trevor Bauer is going to be playing overseas? That's your prediction.
1: I just, I think that's the safest bet to go make money and pitch and maybe like pitch well for a year or two. And if he like absolutely balls out at some point that could give him basically, he needs to go play competitive baseball while all the kinks get worked out in these cases to prove his innocence. If he is innocent, obviously I don't know if he's innocent or not. Like, I know what happened with the first case. I know all that was wiped clean and all that, but I know supposedly there's two other women and I I don't know the details. I'm not going to pretend to know, but he needs time for that to be worked out. And if it's just sitting on his butt, just like throwing in a batting cage in Scottsdale or LA or wherever he's living, he needs to go play competitive baseball. And his his clock is ticking. Like the father time, man, he's getting older. That arm's getting older. I know he's, he needs to go pitch. So if it's overseas, go pitch overseas uh, show people you still got it, and then hopefully all this gets cleaned up uh, if it is able to be cleaned up, and then he maybe he can get a job because the, the arm talent is there.
0: Yeah, I think if it's about money, going overseas would be the right decision. For him, however, he's guaranteed to make $22.5 million this year. The Dodgers have to pay Bauer that much money. They actually right. saved a little bit of money because of his suspension. Right. He, they were- Saved like $10 million. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to make- nearly 35 but he's going to be making 22 and a half million dollars he can now sign for the league minimum which is seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars with anybody in the league his suspension ended he can pitch on opening day if somebody wants him to so if I'm Trevor Bauer and I'm not worried about making more money than my already 22 and a half million dollars why not go either back to Cincinnati or Oakland you make league minimum you get traded midseason. And if you really do want to compete at the highest level, you're going to get traded mid-season because the Reds, the A's. So you
1: think like a rebuilding team could pick them up. It's cheap. They're not spending money. You're
0: You're buying prospects.
1: You're basically saying maybe he pitches well, we trade him to someone. And maybe that buys time for the cases to get worked out during the season before Mm -hmm. July 31st or whenever the – did they set the trade deadline? Remember last year it was like August 2nd?
0: Yeah, I don't know if they have to be honest.
1: That's I haven't looked into I'll that. Look into it. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot of questions there. I just don't I think a lot of teams are going to avoid
0: the Not to mention these the teams hassle. that are are rebuilding, are struggling to get fans in, in the stands.
1: I'm not sure he's your guy.
0: I don't know if he's going to help or hurt.
1: I don't think it's about fans. If you if if a team signs them, it's purely to trade him. Yeah. But but what if he doesn't pitch well, then you just release him because he's making league minimum, and you're not tied to it. Exactly. So. Okay, what else you got? Is that it? Not a whole lot right now, man.
0: No. We did well, – you actually had something interesting. We have a mailbag Q&A, and we'll get to that at the end. But you had an interesting little idea for this podcast. Okay, so no, yeah.
1: So, we can't, it know. is clearly – it's what, July – well, this podcast coming out July set or July. I just July. said July, January 7th. You good? No, oh, I'm tired, man. I got a three-year-old and a four-year-old. So it's doing in here. Um, so it is January 7th. It's way too early in my opinion, to make predictions as far as superlatives and uh, division winners. Because rosters aren't completed. They're not constructed. We don't even know full rotations and lineups. And if you had to pick one, prediction, whether it's a storyline, whatever, whether it's a division winner, a world series winner, a pennant winner, uh, a Cy Young MVP, like whatever, do you have anything that you would just like to float out there? Like, it doesn't even have to, this doesn't, we're going to do these uh, episodes down the road, probably, you know, February, late February, and, and and say like, all right, this is our, these are our predictions. Mm-hmm. But if you had one right now, just a fun one, do you have anything?
0: I think I kind of said it last year and I failed. But I'll say that my trout gets back to the playoffs.
1: I mean, with the expanded system, like it makes... Here's
0: it makes the deal. Like Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent at years end, And it's uncertain. Where is he
1: going to sign and why is it for $500 million? Yeah.
0: It's uncertain whether he'll be back in an Angels uniform after he goes- this year. It's okay. uncertain who's going to buy the team.
1: Question. Do you think the Dodgers, you know how they're kind of standing pat and like pretty boring? Are they saving money to sign Shohei Otani? 100%.
0: 100% which is, they which have a, to, right? Which so is what, a mistake, in my opinion, because you're, I don't want to say they're, wait, they're still a good ball club, but you don't want to waste a Mookie Betts year. You don't want to waste a Max Muncie year. Every year, that clock is ticking. You just mentioned because the Padres, like, if
1: I had to pick a winner of that division right now, it's the Padres on paper. Yeah, I mean they're they look good. Yeah, full year, Josh Hader, Soto is probably going to be a lot better than he was last year.
0: Soto had a bad Machado. Year. Machado
1: has an opt out, so it's essentially like a, a a contract year for him. Like, oh, I'm going to go to if I ball out, I'm going to go make 40 per because yeah. he's making like 32 this year, I think. So. Maybe you see him ball out. Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back on April twentieth. He just got cleared for uh baseball activity, by the way, today. Yep. Yeah. Um I think it's I April twentieth he's able to play.
0: Maybe the suspension was the best thing for him because he was able to have two surgeries. One on yeah, his Yeah, except
1: shoulder. now he's just not gonna be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but, I
0: still think he could. I don't know, dude. The narrative mean, people, is already... forgot,
1: people forgot Nelly Cruz did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he, Tatis goes and hits forty bombs, and people will forget real quick. Maybe not forget. Uh, I don't they, they won't forget. They won't forget. In the words of ignore. Jonah
1: Hill, people don't forget.
0: <laughs> they won't. They won't forget. They will ignore it.
1: They'll ignore it because they like winning. Okay, so what was your so? Oh, Angels, Connie, go, I think Angels it's go, make the playoffs.
0: Go time for the Angels. Okay. What say you?
1: Okay, so I got a fun one, I, and I did some research on this. Right. I have a Cy Young pick. Already in the NL, it's fun. This is just like a fun All thing. Right. It's, I don't know if I'm gonna stick with this, <clears throat> just hear me out. It's fun. And it's based, I was looking at like the new rules and who it might affect because I, if, it started because I was looking at what lefty hitters are gonna be, you know, have better years because of the shift and this and that. So I started digging deeper on the pitching side of things. Spencer Strider, yeah, NL saya okay. Okay, we know he's a strikeout monster, right? I just, the only thing I worry about with him is, like, longevity. Like, can he throw 200 innings? But if he throws 200 innings, he could strike out 300 people (laughs) based off of his K per nine and all that. So, hear me out. Spencer Strider. Uh, So, the pitch clock is going to alter, like, a lot of veteran pitchers. Um, I think it's going to alter a lot of elite arms because they're they at the pitch faster. They might get tired. Their velo might not be as high. They might not go deeper into games. And we might see that affect like some big-time arms. Um, I don't think it's going to affect Spencer Strider, though. He's a high velo guy, but last year he averaged just 10.9 seconds between pitches.
0: Where do you get that's these one, stats? That's, that on, I looked it up. I'm That's on anywhere. Savant.
1: You can look it up. Yeah. I'm not giving away my sources. Okay. So that's well below the – 15 second clock that will most likely be implemented. So, um, I mean, I think we see him lead baseball and strikeouts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if he's healthy now, he was hurt a little bit last year. Um, he didn't pitch a whole lot in the minor leagues before he got to the big leagues. He was drafted in 2020, I think he's young. Yeah. Um, he, he hasn't had that much time, but 97th percentile in fastball velocity, 76 and, and, and fastball spin by run value, he had the fifth most effective four seamer in all of baseball last year. I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. Um, and you put all that together, and then you throw on top that he picked every eleven seconds, he threw a baseball. So he's not going to have to change anything. There's a lot of elite arm talent pitchers out there who are going to have to feel rushed, and they're going to feel tired. Now, will they eventually get used to it? Maybe. Will it have an issue on their arm and their arm strength. Will they? Will they? will we see VLO average Velo come down? I think we might. So I don't know. It's just fun. I just, I was looking at guys who it wouldn't affect and I was like, wow, he's a stud and he's like five, four full seconds under the clock already. So that's just a fun pick based off of new rules, but I just thought that was cool.
0: I think it was one of the more overlooked storylines from last season was the fact that Strider dominated okay. strikeout per nine minimum 15 games started spencer strider 13.8 that's the most ever
1: that's like a closer
0: ever, <laughs> ever. 13.8 strikeouts per nine innings that is, oh, uh, edwin diaz i think was a i was doing the math
1: 40. for him to get to 300 strikeouts he needs to throw like 200 innings yeah. which isn't going to happen i don't think but let's say he throws 180 innings probably leads the league in strikeouts if he keeps that pace. I mean, it might come down, but like I said, he's going to feel comfortable with the pitch clock. It's not going to affect him at all.
0: Interesting. So by the way, the next guy on this list, rookies strikeouts per nine, minimum 15 games started Carrie wood at 12.6 strider was 1.2 strikeouts per nine not even close of number two. Like it's
1: that. Cool. And, and like, that sounds close, but it's not close. No. Like close is like
0: 0.2. Yeah. All right, let's 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 uh, cap this episode off a little Q&A. I think you really hurt your audience because you, quote, tweeted us, and you said, fire us some preguntas, and I don't think your audience speaks Spanish.
1: You don't know that at you all? You have
0: one response from Eric Cornell. Harder to hit, Tim Wakefield's best knuckleball or Pedro Martinez's best fastball?
1: Uh, I think Pedro Martinez's best fastball because you you're – no, I never faced either one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think Pedro's best fastball would be harder to hit because it maybe it says ninety-seven, but it's gonna feel like a hundred and two because you're so worried about the combio, mm. which is his best pitch. So that fastball sneaks up on you. That's my answer. Note to self. Don't habla Espanol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carlos Oh, gosh. As soon as you say this, I get a Spanish name. Carlos Guevara. I think I nailed that. Do you think that the Phillies making a World Series as a last seed drove any of the teams to spend more money than usual this offseason so far?
1: No, I think it would drive teams to spend less money.
0: <laughs> yeah. He also because, said if not, why?
1: Um, I would just say... I mean the Phillies and Dombrowski. They love to spend money. Dombrowski loves to trade guys. He loves to spend money. Um, the Phillies, the Phillies didn't have a small payroll last year. I mean, it's a lot bigger no. now. No, they but didn't. They, it they, casting, yeah, it's not like they order. had a. It's not like they had a hundred million dollar payroll last year. They had like a hundred and eighty million dollar payroll.
0: Yeah, they they weren't intending on being more. third place team in the National League East. They were intending- no, no,
1: no, no. So I don't think that question really works just because. They weren't a small payroll team, uh. But I think expanding the the playoff structure actually tells teams we don't have to spend as much, and we can sneak in mm-hmm. because you don't have to be elite to get in the playoffs. You you can be an eighty eight one team and well, how many games did the Phillies win? Eighty seven. Um, I
0: think they might have won ninety. No, they didn't. At least some. Phillies went eighty-seven and seventy-five. Good call. My bad.
1: So, sorry about that. Um, I hate I hate when I'm right like that. Even <laughs> but you're like my wife though. Like even when I'm right, I'm wrong somehow. Because I didn't know for sure, palm. and you had to look it up. Like if you were sure, I wouldn't have had to look it up. Yeah, just rubbing my palms. But anyways, um, yeah. So I will answer that question. I don't think teams feel like they have to go out and spend the big buck. What's up, Melky? My dude, what's up, my dude? I love your <laughs> dog, man. I feel like Melky and, and my dog, Bo, would be, like, best buds.
0: Oh, he doesn't fuck around with other dogs. He'll say oh, he, hello, sniff them, and... Then that's
1: see. how Bo is, too, but, like, I think they would be boys. Maybe. How old's Melky?
0: He is 10 years old. He's going to be 11. Okay.
1: Bo's 8 going to be 9. Okay. So they'd be boys. Yeah. They'd, like... Get out, be out, like sit on the porch. Get off my lawn. Yell at clouds. You know, old 100%. old man shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're losing it. We need to end this podcast.
0: Clay Buckholtz fan account. He wants to know if you could revive any member of the 2007 team and throw them on the team now. Who would you take?
1: what is that a real question. Yeah. Big poppy. Okay. Oh, mm, let me rethink that. Okay, 2007. I got a guy. You'd think I would go pitching, but I'm not because the Red Sox need pitching. But how do you not bring back Manny Ramirez?
0: For why, though? Just because of his personality or?
1: Because he's one of the best right handed hitters of all time. Oh, in my sure. opinion.
0: Of course. Yeah. When he's because
1: that. Because the Red Sox, the current Red Sox team need, need power. They Especially need homers. When he's yeah, but that's beyond this. Yeah. That's not in, that we're not talking about that. Don't ruin this. Don't ruin this. I no, said
0: especially I, when he Manny
1: shoots. Ramirez is my answer. You, I initially was like Big Poppy, but like I want to roll with Justin Turner DH this year. I like him. Yeah. Not that I think he's better than Big Poppy, but Manny Ramirez. Yeah. I like that dude. Rakes, right. and they need right-handed bats.
0: The last two questions we pretty much answered. They were regarding Trevor Bauer. Will he land a deal? And will the Sox pursue Bauer or Correa? We pretty much answered those questions at the beginning of this.
1: I think if they if, yeah, either Bauer or Correa if I had to pick one, they would definitely be after Correa more than Bauer.
0: Thank you to those who responded.
1: Thank you for your preguntas.
0: This is the Wake and Rake podcast powered by Swing Juice. Swingjuice.com is the official merchandise provider for the Wake and Rake podcast. I forgot to say that at the top of the episode, but I was able to fit it in before we ended the episode, so I think I passed the test.
1: Cool. Well, more or less. see you guys.
0: We'll talk more. See you, people. Have a great new year. I think I can say that. It's only January 7th, so it's still valid. Happy New Year. Peace.